If you click on this video right now, then you're probably someone who wants to love themselves a little more or rather hate themselves a little less and on this healing girl era, loving yourself era type of things. Don't worry, me too. <laughs> and I know that there has been a lot of discourse and a lot of discussions already regarding the whole loving yourself thing, how to prioritize yourself, being independent, doing things on your own, basically focusing on oneself. And I have been consuming a lot of those contents already. And there are so many contents like that out there on the internet. However, however, I still want to make this video because all throughout me, not just consuming the content relating to love yourself and healing and prioritizing myself and all that kind of stuff, I have also come to realize a few things on my own um, when I apply it into actions. So I'm just going to sit here and tell you signs that shows that you love yourself. Okay, I just kind of want to define what loving yourself means, at least from my perspectives and my viewpoint. So for me, loving yourself means that you are taking action to do things that shows that you care for yourself or you just show up for yourself by taking action, taking the steps, you know, showing yourself the evidence like, hey, here's what I do. And that thing is the things that I do because I care about myself. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but for a long time, I've had this misconception of self-love in a sense of, um, oh, you just gotta have the mindset and the belief and the positive thoughts and, you know, healing your trauma and just doing a lot of reflections and just, um, you know, rewiring your brain to love yourself a little more and like unlearn all the toxic patterns, all the toxic thoughts and like have like the sense of belief that you are your number one priority. Just some stuff like that basically related to mindsets and belief. And I'm not going to deny it. There's just something about learning new perspectives and having self-awareness about yourself, about your behavior, about your attitude, about the good things about you, about the bad things about you. That is good too. However, when it comes to self-love and like loving yourself, it's all about action. Honestly, it takes quite a while for me to come to the realization that, hey, loving yourself is about your action and not just your mindset. And just because you've come to be self-aware about, you know, the good things about yourself, the bad things about yourself, that does not mean that you love yourself. Loving yourself is showing up for yourself. It is taking actual steps to do things that shows that you love yourself. It, it, I don't know. It's just a simple thought, but it takes me a really long time because I'm always up in my head about um, everything that I just end up not really doing it, even with procrastinations. Like I get so overwhelmed by so many tasks that I just give up on everything because I didn't know where to start. But anyway, that's besides the point. And honestly, sometimes it is quite a struggle to show myself love and to show myself some grace and forgiveness, especially when I sometimes get insecure, I compare myself to other people, I hate myself a little more whenever I feel jealous over somebody else's achievement, when I should feel happy for them. Like I blame myself for a lot of things and I put myself in this victim's mindset of like, oh my god, like, everyone is better than me. Like, girl, shut the fuck up. Be grateful. <laughs> That's why I tell myself all the time, like, bitch, shut the fuck up. You gotta be grateful. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. You're so fucking annoying. <laughs> That's why I tell myself all the time. But anyway, anyway, see, it's just 
a toxic cycle of me feeling negative emotions, but then I feel guilty for feeling those negative emotions, so I blame myself, and then I blame myself for blaming myself. Girl, it's just a toxic cycle. But anyway, I find it very hard sometimes to treat myself with a little less hate and a little more love. This is not really a technique, but if you ever have a hard time treating yourself with love, just imagine you are your own crush. I don't know, for me, whenever I have crush on someone, I would go hell and back to do things for them. And like I would give everything about myself to them if they let me, not gonna lie. Like when you get so infatuated or obsessed with someone, girl, the things that we would do for them, we would do everything for them. So, you know, be your own crush, okay? Just imagine that you have a crush on yourself and you would want to do everything that you've ever wanted for yourself. Or you don't really have to have a crush, but rather look at the people around you whom you love. So for example, when it comes to my parents, I love my parents, I love my close friends, I love my nieces and nephew. And for me, when it comes to other people, especially people that I love, I want to treat them well to the best of my ability. I want to cater to them. I want to provide for them. So for my friends, I would do anything to emotionally support them if they're going through something or whenever they're going through a good thing, I'm going to try my best to congratulate them and go through the good times with them too. For example, when my nieces and nephew, they need help with their homeworks, which I teach them every day. So I'm going to provide that for them. I'm going to try my best to not shout at them and be a bad teacher because it's so hard to teach kids. You need a lot of patience, but I'm learning every single day. Or for my parents, the things that the, the little small things that I do is that whenever I have food, whenever I eat something, whenever I have drinks or something like that, I let them taste it first. I let because my mom loves trying new things. So whenever I got food or drinks, I would let her taste it first or eat it first or like take um some like a chunk of like my food or like you know take some of my drinks and like let her taste it first before I go ahead and taste it. So that's sort of like small ways that I shows love to the people that I love. And I love showing love to other people and I love giving it and I'm good at giving it too. That's the thing that I take pride in. I'm good at giving love to other people because I'm such a fucking people pleaser. <laughs> in a way, think about all the people that you love and the way that you show love to them and show that same kind of love to yourself. That's what I usually remind myself to do to myself too because sometimes I am good at giving love at people but I'm really bad at doing it to myself because I just thought, okay, I'm gonna put myself in the back burner and not prioritize myself because I'm good at tolerating, you know, the bare minimum in a way. I'm good at tolerating, you know, the less love that I give to myself. And I don't know if it makes sense, but I'm going to give love to other people, but it's okay if I don't give it because I'm good at tolerating it anyway if I don't have any. I don't know if it makes sense, but for all my life, I always tend to have that mindset and that is not good. You should not deserve just the bare minimum. You should love yourself to the fullest and that's what I intend to do. Anyway, before we actually get to the points, which is the signs that shows that you love yourself, I just want to emphasize on the fact that love means different things to everyone because everyone has different core value. So for example, my core value right now is I want to focus on my career first before anything. 
and I want to focus on going after what I actually want instead of you know what is pressure from society. Example, nine to five job. Even though I'm gonna try to find jobs too because I'm not gonna be unemployed, but you know at the same time I'm gonna go after what I want to, which is this, which is YouTube, which is you know all the side hustle that I've been wanting to do ever since I was really young, but never really have the courage to do it. Um, so. My priority right now, my value right now, is going after what I want, and that's the way that I show love to myself. Like going after what I love. Every action that I take toward my goal or doing something that I love, it is a love letter to myself. But it could mean different for you. Thus, the answer—not really an answer, but like the point that I'm going to make in this video—it's um, gonna relate or not relate to you. So take it with a grain of salt. One last thing that I just want to emphasize before I get into the main point of this video is that loving yourself is always going to be a progress. Just because I figure out some points or some experiences or some actions that I need to take in order to love myself a little more in order to show that I love myself does not mean I'm not going to make mistake along the way. If that makes sense. Like there are always going to be times where you're too hard on yourself, where you're insecure in yourself, where you are. You know, filled with negative thoughts. I don't think it's possible to love yourself every single time, every single day. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Give yourself some grace, cut yourself some slack, and forgive yourself a little bit. You know, hate yourself a little less day by day. That's what I aspire to be right now. Okay, let's go into signs that shows that you love yourself. Number one, you don't abandon your self care routine despite all the chaos that happened in your life. What I mean by chaos is if you have a lot of things on your plate, if you have a lot of works to do, whether it's your internship, college, nine to five jobs, or anything that you're doing in general that is very chaotic, having a very busy and hectic schedule. Despite all of that, you do not give up or abandon on your self care routine. And by self care routine, I also mean just like simple routine, like whatever self care routine that you're doing daily. That is it. That's the routine. You don't abandon it. For me. Whenever I have a shit ton to do, whenever I have busy and hectic schedules, I always give up on myself. Like in terms of like my self care routine, I always give up on it. I was like, mm, I'm too tired to even do it, so I'm just gonna come home from work, do what needs to be done, and just go to sleep. That's just what I prioritize. I just completely give up on my self care routine. My self care routine is like having a good shower. Skincare routine, just like a few step skincare routine, making sure I regulate my own emotions and making sure that I sleep well and making sure my room is clean, just like the basic self care routine. And whenever I have a lot of works to do, I only do like the bare minimum to get me by, which means I'm only gonna take like a quick shower, a quick five minute shower, but it, when it should be sometimes everything shower. You know what I mean? Like if you don't know what everything shower it is, it is where you wash, your, you do everything in your shower. You wash your hair, you shave and everything, you brush your teeth obviously, and then you're doing all like having like a lot of body care product and you know doing an everything shower. If you know what I mean. So I take like just five minute, and I have like only moisturizer on my face. Sometimes I get like three or four hours of sleep, and I procrastinate on TikTok. And the reason why I want to bring this point up is because when you are not surrounded by the chaos in life, meaning when you don't have a lot of things to do, it is very easy to take care of yourself because there are less friction, there are less obstacle. 
because you have all the time in the world to take care of yourself. So you would do your face mask, you would do some self-reflection, you would do like your monthly nails art something like that just taking care of your nail or doing something that shows that you like yourself shows that you love yourself you know what i mean and it's very easy to do that because you don't have anything to do when you have a lot of times on your hands so you take your time to take care of yourself however when there are chaos in life i would like to think that it's a test from the universe to see if you still have the same amount of care for yourself despite all the chaos that's going on in your life. I sometimes really struggle with just taking care of myself whenever I have hectic or busy schedule. And when you don't abandon your self-care routine despite all the chaotic things that happen in your life, um, chaotic things does not have to mean workload. It's just sometimes when you're going through rough time or you going through like a challenge or like mental breakdown, all that kind of stuff, that is a test from the universe to see if you take care of yourself or not. But like when you're going through this type of things, sometimes when I'm going through like a huge emotional breakdown, I just don't take care of myself at all. I just completely abandon myself because it sucks up all of my mental energy. It sucks up all of my like physical energy to do anything else. That's what I try my best to do and be good at and improve at too. So I'm gonna try my best to do that. But anyway, anyway. When you don't abandon your self-care routine despite all the chaotic things happening in your life, it means that you show up for yourself. You show up for yourself to take care of yourself despite the difficulties that um, block you from doing so. And that itself is loving yourself. Number two, you take the initiative to do something. Oh my God, I have such a hard time with this. But whenever I do small things related to me just taking the initiative to do something, it feels so fulfilling. It feels like oh, I'm showing a little bit of love to myself because I am such a passive person. When it comes to my interaction with people, when it comes to teamwork, when it comes to just hanging out with people, I am the last one to make the decision. Like, I'm the last one to take the step to make the decision for the team. For example, when my friends and I hang out, I always ask them first, like, hey, where do you want to hang out? What do you want to eat? When they ask me back, what do you want? I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to go with the flow. Like, whatever you want, I'm going to want it too. That just comes from, like, a people pleaser. <laughs> but that shows, like, I'm a very passive person. I don't know. I always depend on other people to make decision for me. I think it's because... I'm afraid of upsetting them if I make the decision for the team. I'm just afraid that my decision is going to get criticism from other people. So I better not voice it, better not voice it. Even in the workplace, in my last internship, whenever um, I have meetings with my supervisor and the manager of the project, we would just bounce um, bouncing ideas off of each other about, you know, the campaigns we have upcoming, like what should we do to improve? What should we do to have like, um, to guarantee good results of the projects, all that kind of stuff. And it it takes, I, I feel very afraid to voice my opinions because I'm afraid that it's going to get judgment from them. Even though I know that they're good people and they're good teams, like even though I know that, you know, they're not going to make fun of me for it because they are mature and they're good people. But at the same time, I always feel very anxious whenever I have to share my own ideas to other people or whenever I want to make decisions um, for the group or share my ideas to the group, all that kind of stuff, just something related to that, I always am so anxious and scared of it that I don't take the initiative. And I always 
end up hating myself for depending on other people to go first, depending on other people to make decisions, depending on other people to take the initiative. I fucking hate myself for it sometimes. And the only reason that I realize how important this is is because I have seen my manager of the project in my last internship. She was such a good leader. Oh my god, I really admire her work ethic and her leadership qualities. Basically, from what I observe of her work ethic and combining with her personalities, how she deals with challenges at work. And I was asking her personally for her advice as well. Like, how do you do it? She was like, um, she never waits for other people to make decisions, for other people to initiate. Whenever there's something on her mind, she is always the one to express her opinion immediately or express her voice immediately. Because to her, expressing her voice and expressing her opinion are more important than the fear of judgment that she would get from other people. Like, at that time, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck, bro? That just changed my perspectives. She was implying that, hey, you know, everyone has fear of judgment. We are all afraid of being judged by other people whenever we share some parts of ourselves, whenever we share our idea, whenever we decide to make a decision for the team we are all afraid of it but what matters for her is that she prioritized expressing her voice and expressing her thoughts and expressing herself what she had in mind her idea her initiatives she cares more about it than the fear of judgment she has it too but she prioritized expressing herself first before anything and that is just so admirable of her Obviously, we're going to make mistakes along the way. Obviously, there are some times where people don't really take our ideas because it probably does not fit the concept of the project, the objective of the project. Basically, sometimes we're going to get like criticism back, but that's okay because we can learn and improve from it. We can see what's wrong with our ideas and learn to improve and learn to see, um, learn to change um, so that our idea in the future fit the project. But what matters is, you have to initiate and share your idea and make sure that your voice is heard. Okay, the next sign that shows that you love yourself is you don't just wait for things to happen to you. You go out there and take action. Again, this is very similar to the last point, but I'm always such a fucking passive person. I fucking hate myself for it sometimes. But I always just wait for things to happen to me. Okay, let's just take a small example. Like in social events, I always wait around by myself in the corner, waiting people to come up to me and talk to me and have a small talk with me. Like, girl, what the fuck? Like, girl, like I always do that all the freaking times. And whenever people don't come up to me and talk to me, I feel upset about it. I feel upset that no one cares about me. Like, girl, what the fuck is this mindset? Because as I look at it back, when I see it from other people's perspective, like if I see myself from like third person perspective, just sitting in a corner, I would not want to talk to me too, because I would look like I just trying to avoid social events and like avoid interacting with people. So like if people see me in that way, like they're not probably going to approach me, but I'm doing it for like a shit ton of time um, because I'm not good at making small talks with people and I'm not good at you know, bouncing conversations with people, like casual conversation with people. It is really hard for me to care about it. However, it would not be good 
for me to just it sit in the corner and wait for wait for people to come up to talk to me. Like, girl, do you think you're special or something like that? Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Actually, last Saturday, um, I had a social events that I have to attend, and basically, we're closing the annual twenty twenty three. Projects and events, all that kind of stuff, and we celebrate with this event of like getting together and eating something, and you know, just spending time with everyone because a lot of the members don't really get to meet each other that often because we do most of the things from online. But anyway, during that event, it is just like any other events. Like I am feeling a little anxious to talk to people, and also I don't really know them personally enough to strike up a casual, good conversation with them either, and I'm just not close with them enough for me to f- feel fully comfortable talking to them. Um, but at the same times, I have known them for a long time. We worked together on a few stuff. So instead of just sitting in the corner and not talk to anyone and feeling all awkward and uncomfortable. I just there's just something that clicks in my mind of like, hey, it's time to not sit there by yourself and just waiting people to come talk to you. Like it's time to not do that. Like let's just stop doing that and try to come up to people and talk to them. So I take a little bit of the courage to walk up to like a group of people and strike up a conversation with them. And it's not like I'm not. Familiar with them or anything like that. I know them. It's just that I am. I don't know them close enough to like be fully comfortable again making conversation with them. And it's really hard for me to make small conversation with them too. However, at that time, I take the courage to like to come up to a group of them and then smile to them and like talk to them and you know trying to be friendly and nice and respectful to them. And I'm just so proud of it. Even if it's just like a small moment that. From like a third person perspective, it doesn't matter. It matters a lot to me, and it is such a big deal for me because I am such a passive person, and I want to be less of that in the upcoming twenty twenty four. Oh my god, that's my new year resolution is to just you know make small talk with people and not sitting alone by myself all the freaking time in social events, okay? And not just be that type of girl like, oh my god, I'm such a quiet girl. I'm not like the other girl. I don't want to be at social events. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't want to be that kind of person, so yeah. I don't know. I'm just very proud of it. Okay, like when it comes to like not just waiting around for things to happen. I do not mean just in social events in general, but in everything in life. You know, if there are any goals that you want, if there are any things that you want to try out, any things that you love that you want to try out, just go for it. Do not wait for any situations, or do not wait, um, for it to come to you, like girl. Just go for it. That's what I'm doing right now in terms of like my goals and like what I'm doing in life. Do it. I encourage you. Another one. This is a really big thing. The sign that shows that you really love yourself is you asking for help. Now I know. I know you're probably watching this like, oh my god, but like I don't want to depend on people. I don't want to rely on people. It's such a huge burden to them, and like. To all the independent girls out there who don't like to depend on people, I get it. I get it. The feelings that comes with depending on other people and relying on other people. It. I feel really bad. I feel very guilty sometimes of doing this too. I'm afraid that you know it's gonna take up a lot of their energy and they're gonna resent me for it. It's gonna be a burden to them. I'm afraid that they're gonna think of me as like a bad person or like just like. 
a person who always depend on other people who are not independent on their own. Like I'm always trying my best to do like everything by myself and to not wait for other people to do it for me. But at the same time, it takes a lot of courage to ask for help from other people. Sometimes, in a project, for example, it is not possible to do it by yourself. Like when you're working on a project in like an organization, it is not possible to do everything by yourself. Like you're gonna burn yourself out. You're gonna get overwhelmed, and there are so many things to do in terms of like getting the project to be successful or like the way that you want it to turn out. Like obviously, you gotta work in team. And a lot of the times, I have such struggle in asking help from my team because I'm afraid that they are not gonna have time. They're gonna reject that idea. They're not gonna help me, and they're too busy for it. Or they're gonna think like, "Oh, why can't I do it myself? Like this is my responsibility as a project lead." Like, I'm afraid of all of these things, so I just pile it onto myself until I almost get burned out. But then. My friend is working in like the the same organization, not really working, but volunteering for the same organization as me. She was like, "Hey, you should ask for help from other people. It is okay to do so. Other people in the team, the members in the team, are waiting for someone to give tasks to them because they don't really have anything to do because they haven't done anything related to our organization for a long while. So just give them a chance and just." Reach out to them via personal message to see if they would like to help you, and I did that, and the result does not turn out bad. <laughs> It meaning like when I message like some of the members personally asking for their helps to involve in the projects, everyone is happy to do so. So at the end of the day, like sometimes it's just me overthinking and being all up in my head because other people are waiting to help me too. They want this project to be successful. They want to see the project in this organization to be successful. So they would want to be involved in this project too. But it is up to me as a project lead to initiate and ask them for help, and it's such a turning point for me. I've always. Realize. I mean, I've always been aware that I should ask for help from other people when it comes to like working like that. Like when it comes to working a project like that, but at that time, it was just like a turning point for me to like realize like, hey, it is not just like oh, you feel like you want to ask people for help. It is an obligation for you at this point to ask people for help because this project would not be done if you do it by yourself. And it is not weak of you to ask people for help. Another point that I want to add when it comes to this asking for help thing, um, when it comes to asking for help from other people in terms of like helping you with the project, helping you with the work, I think it's very. It's not. I mean, it's still difficult to like ask people for help. At least for me, from that area. But at least it is not as difficult as. Asking for help from other people when it comes to talking about your problem of personal life, so I have like a few close friends, and whenever we talk about our problems and our personal life, we have always added in like, girl, if this is me trauma dumping on you, let me know because I don't want to be that person to put such a burden on you. As much as you're my close friends, like I don't want to have. I don't want to be at the point where I trauma dump everything on you and drain your mental energy. Like for example, like my close friend and I, we always tell each other this of like, hey, like if I'm crossing the line of like to the point where I'm trauma dumping instead of just 
you know, simply sharing my story. If I cross that line, just let me know, girl, because I don't want to be a burden on you. My friends and I always had these conversations. Um, always had this add-in when we talk about, you know, our problems, and there are a lot of times where I hesitate to tell my friends about my own problems and my own issues and get advice from them and just getting, not just advice but simply emotional support from them. I feel really guilty to place such a burden on them to tell them about my personal problems and like drop it on them. And you know, sometimes it can. I can understand that it could drain your energy when you listen to people' problem, when you listen to people' negativity, and all that kind of stuff. I can understand. That's why, like, sometimes I hesitate to like tell my friends everything because I'm afraid that I'm gonna place such a huge burden on them. But at the same time, I cherish my friendship with them. They cherish my friendship with me. So, one thing that I learn when it comes to not just friendship, but like you know the relationship that you have with people that you love. Is that sometimes it is okay to be catered to, it is okay to be provided for, in a sense of like it is okay for other people to take care of you, and it is okay to let them into your life and to let them emotionally support you, because if they love you, they're gonna do everything to make sure that you feel comfortable. They're gonna make sure that they shows that they care for you, and my close friend is the same thing. And the reason why I hesitate in the first place is not because I don't trust them or anything. It's more so because of my people pleasing tendencies of like I'm afraid that people are gonna drain the energy from listening to me talking about my problems. I'm gonna afraid this. I'm gonna afraid that. Like it's just me being all up in my head. I don't fucking know, but I realize that you know when you let people take care of you, when you simply let them give them a chance. Of just catering to you, providing something for you, whether it's emotional support, whether it's you know spending time with you, spending quality times with you, like it's a closer step to you loving yourself. Because I feel like loving yourself is not just you loving yourself, but you also have like emotional connection with other people, and that's really important because I get to know more about myself. I learn more about myself. And I progress through this life, not just because of me, but also from other people as well, from my interaction with other people, from my genuine connection with other people. So I just really want to emphasize on this point because I feel like when you isolate yourself too much and like be in your healing girl era, all that kind of stuff, like you don't get to know yourself much. But through your interaction with people, through your connection with people, going through the ups and downs. With your relationship with other people, whether it's platonic or romantic or whatever, it helps you discover a lot about yourself. Okay, the next sign that shows that you love yourself is holding yourself accountable. Oh my god! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my god! So whenever you make a mistake, it means that you recognize when you make a mistake. You are not being in denial about this. Yes, you are allowed to feel all of your emotions, whether you're feeling. Defensive, or you're feeling angry, or frustrated, or stressful, or you're feeling bad or guilty about making the mistakes, you're allowed to feel all of that. But you, at the same time, also recognize that it is a mistake. That you have the responsibility to be accountable for it, and and to make sure that you learn from it, you improve from it, and not make this mistake again in the future. This point is really important because. 
in the past, whenever I make mistake, I tend to feel really bad and guilty about myself. I tend to blame myself and I tend to hate myself. And I tend to be in this victim's complex mindset of like, oh my god, like, I make mistakes, like, I'm just the worst person ever, like, bitch, shut the fuck up, you're so fucking annoying, (laughs) I always tell myself that, like, girl, I mean, yes, you can feel all the emotions when you make mistakes, like, oh, I feel guilty, I feel frustrated, I feel really bad, I feel very upset that I make that mistake, but at the same time, you cannot put yourself in this victim's conflict mindset and not take responsibility for your action, for the mistakes that you make, For example, when I was working on the project that I mentioned earlier, I was making a few mistakes of like um, communicating with our partners, especially the embassies, like very formal, very high level, like type of documents that I have to write or like communications that I have to do, that I have to deal with, with the embassy stuff. So I make a few mistakes and I have a few misunderstandings within the group chat and I realized my mistake and I apologized for it. But then like some of my team member was like, hey, like I'm gonna deal with that communications instead. Like you don't have to deal with it anymore. Because to them, like I make a lot of mistakes to the point where like I don't have to do it. Like I'm they're just gonna take over it. And at first, like I feel so upset about it. I feel very defensive about it. Like, do they not trust me enough to do it, even though like I'm just make like a few mistakes? Like, do they not trust me enough? But then as I look at it back, this is such a high-level project of dealing with the embassies as partner. And just as much as it is okay to make mistakes and you can learn from it, oh, da, 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 making mistake in this situation is pretty huge because you are the face of your organization. So when you make a mistake, not only you make a mistake, but the whole organization make a mistake. And as I realized this point, I'm like, okay, I also understand from their point of view. Um, But I also allow myself to feel angry about it, to feel upset about it, and to feel all of these negative emotions about it before I come to these realizations. I leave room for me to feel all the things that I want to feel, and then I take a step back and think logically. When you make a mistake, When you are at default, allow yourself to feel the negative emotions, even though it could feel wrong. Like for me, it is wrong for me to feel defensive and to feel angry and to feel upset with my team members um, when in fact they just want to take over the communication part and making sure there's no mistake made because this is our partner with the embassy, like high level stuff. But I still feel defensive and stressful and upset and sad about it. I keep telling myself, I allow to feel that, but at the same time, I cannot avoid, I cannot um, erase the mistake that I make. I have to take accountability over the mistake that I made, so I apologize and I learn better. What I mean when I say all of that is, you are allowed to leave yourself some space to feel all of the emotion, whether you think that emotion is wrong or right to feel, feel all of it, while at the same time, being responsible enough being accountable enough to not avoid that mistake and to face that mistake, apologize for it, learn from it, and being logical about it. Be sensible about it. Because a lot of times when I make mistakes, so for example, like when I make that mistake, my usual reaction is I would feel bad about me just feeling sad and upset. 
Like I would hate myself more when I feel negative emotions and I do not allow myself to feel defensive or feel sad or whatever anymore, because it feels wrong to do that. But at the same time, if I don't allow myself to feel all those emotions, I will hold resentment not only against myself but the people that I'm working with. When there's nothing to be resenting them for because they make the right decisions of like taking over the communication part, but. See, that's my point here. If I don't let myself to feel all of these emotions, and then afterward take a look at it back and reflect on it back, then it's just gonna be like a whole fiasco. I don't know. Just take accountability for yourself, man. <laughs> just be honest with yourself, and I try to be a little bit more of that. And I still have a long way to go, but I am. Learner. The last point that I want to make, which is quite frankly also really important, is to say yes to every opportunity, whether you think you can do it or not. Oh my freaking god! Um, there are a lot of times when good opportunities come, and I feel like I do not deserve to have it. When things are out of my league, I'm afraid that you know I'm not capable to do it because I'm afraid it's gonna fail and it's gonna look bad on me. I'm gonna be so embarrassed about it. I'm not gonna be able to show my faces to the people anymore. When you rob yourself of the good opportunities that come in your way, you are robbing yourself of the good things that could happen in your life, and that also shows that you hate yourself when good things happened. Just say yes, say yes, and you know, figure out what to do about it later. Okay, I'm so frustrated with myself. Okay, for example. At first, like I thought of like making dance channel and like post dance videos, so I posted it and it gains like a hundred views in one day, which is not a lot in your eyes, but it is a lot to me considering like I never got that much views in one day. So like I got over like hundreds view in one day. I was just like, oh my god, people notice me, people notice me, and then I private it because I'm afraid of being seen by that many people. So I robbed myself of that opportunity already of like the good things that could come of me posting the videos of that video could potentially going viral. Girl, that is me self sabotaging myself when good things come in my way. So I am gonna try to not do that in the future, and you should not do it too. Like this is not just about you saying yes to every opportunity, but rather like accepting the good things that happen, whether you think you deserve it or not. Just accept it, okay, bitch. Fucking accept it, because when you accept it, you show a little more love to yourself. Just say yes to good opportunities. Accept it when it comes. That is all the point that I'm trying to make. Oh my freaking god! That is the end of the video. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. This episode means a lot to me because I'm still on this whole journey of like loving myself and being on my own and like learning to prioritize myself. So it's very fun to just sit down and discuss about it. If you're listening to this on podcast, make sure to rate it. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to this channel. And not just this channel, because I also have other main channel. My other main channel is called Mary Sunny M E R I S U N N I E. Yeah, girl. Subscribe to that too. But I hope you enjoyed this video, and I will see you in my next episode. Bye.